In our modern world, conspiracy theories are widely shared and circulated throughout the population. Most everyone has heard of at least one or two. One of the more popular ones revolves around the assassination of President John F. Kennedy in 1963. However, this is not the first time an assassination spawned theories. For this episode, we'll be going back to the one that started it all. Hey, have you heard about the Lincoln assassination conspiracy theory? Hello everyone, welcome back to Hey Have You Heard About? As always, I'm your host Maddie and joining me today is my dad Trey. Hello everybody. Hello! <laughs> so this is a special episode. This is actually the 10th episode of Hey Have You Heard About? Which is crazy because I didn't think I would stay as dedicated to this as long as I have. <laughs> so this is a personal win for me. Uh, and for all my listeners out there. So thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. Also... We just hit, I think, 1.8K downloads across, you know. 1,800, that's yeah, impressive. Across everywhere, uh, all around the world. People are listening to Hey, Have You Heard About, which is insane to me. So thank you guys again. Before we launch into the good news for today, I wanted to talk about the t-shirts that we're selling now. Uh, my dad has actually gotten a shirt. How would you describe it? I wear it with pride. It's a very comfortable shirt. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was impressed with the, the manufacturing of the print and uh -huh. everything. It's really, it's a nice shirt. It's, it's I wore it in quality. New York and, um, it's just, it's, it is high quality. That's mm -hmm. the perfect, perfect, uh, word to use. High mm -hmm. quality. And not to mention all the proceeds for those shirts go straight to the National Center for <clears throat> Missing and Exploited Children. They are a nonprofit organization that helps uh, find missing kids or help kids who are in really bad living situations get to a better place. Um, so they do really good work over there, and I just thought it would be a good idea to just support them as best we can because, like I always say, we talk about really scary things on this podcast. Might as well spread a little bit of good. So if you want to check that out, you can go to the link in the description or just search teespring hey have you heard about the store will pop up all right now that's out of the way let's go into some good news for today good news, Yay. everybody. so some context for this one dad okay so there was this guy i don't I'm, you might have seen it on twitter and stuff but there was this guy who posted on facebook about raiding uh area 51 okay he posted it as, as a joke yeah um so he, he created a Facebook event for people to uh, storm Area 51. And, like, the internet has just taken this by storm. Like 1.5 million followers later. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, at this point, this article says it's gotten over 3 million interested participants. Wow. So, uh, yeah. When it, when's the date? I have never looked at the September date. September 20th, I think. Is that right? Yes. Wow. So I wonder if that that date is is important in the history of you know Roswell know. and Area Fifty One. I have no idea. I don't think nine, so. Nine twenty nine two oh one nine. Now that yeah. none of that rings a bell. So. I know it's it's very uh, <clears throat> it's it's a funny thing that's going on. But some people have been using it, you know, for good. Mm -hmm. So this article is titled "When Animal Shelter Uses Area 51 Internet Meme to Appeal for Adoptions, They Are Flooded with Support." Oh wow! So this um, animal shelter out in Oklahoma, the OKC 
Animal Welfare Center in Oklahoma City posted on their Facebook um, a picture of their dogs in alien costumes. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, we uh, come storm our shelter. We have great animals ready to protect you from the Area 51 aliens. And they're really cute puppies. They've got like tinfoil hats on. Um, in the pictures, you know, it's really cute. They've got like a little alien filters and, um, they also said, you know, like adoption isn't that far out of this world. So it's a company using this meme, this joke to, you know, help some some puppies. Do you, uh, do you plan on putting this link on? on Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all need to check this out because the dog in the tinfoil hat is just adorable. (laughs) He's so cute. Um, So they haven't detailed exactly how many of their animals have been adopted since they started, uh, since they did this post. Mm -hmm. But um, they say that the campaign has been a resounding success. Uh, Internet users from all across the world have donated $2,500 to the shelter alone Mm -hmm. just after this. Um. It's the hashtag they used was storm the shelter and it's just like, you know, people all over the world have just decided to help support these cute little puppies and you know, make sure that they're adopted. Here's some more pictures. Oh, that's great. They're in little UFO outfits oh, with aliens funny. on them. It's very cute. Um so I just thought, you know, the internet likes to joke around and stuff all the time and I just thought it was really cute that this company you know, decided to take it and go for it and just be like, oh, look at these cute puppies. It's a wonderful story. It really is. It's, and I definitely recommend checking out the article because it's super cute if you haven't seen the pictures of the dogs yet. Okay, so it's coincidental that we're talking about, uh, you know, Area 51 because this is the conspiracy theory episode. Um, I love a good theory of conspiracy. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. I got... This one wasn't one that has been on my radar, but I kind of wanted to go with one that I hadn't heard of and I thought was kind of interesting. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It, it seemed, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one for sure. Um, so, Dad, you are a history kind of guy. Right. You like history. Um, what is one history conspiracy theory you can think of off the top of your head? Wow. Um of course, it's history now because it's over 50 years ago. But I think the best known conspiracy theory is, of course, the assassination of President Kennedy. It's so interesting that that's the first thing you think of. Mm-hmm. Because today we are going to be talking about the very first assassination conspiracy theory of a U.S. president. Really? So, Dad, have you heard about the Lincoln assassination conspiracy theory? No. No. No, I don't think I have. Okay, cool. So, yeah, for as long as there has been, you know, you know, assassinations of presidents, you know, weird things happening in the government, there has been conspiracy theories. And one reason that they were so popular, you know, back in the day, so widespread, and this is just a fun fact, is because before the 20th century, they didn't fact check in their newspapers, which is mm-hmm. why... In this case, we're going to look at four specific conspiracy theories that were really widespread throughout the American population. Okay. So let's do a little bit of a history lesson real quick. So I'm sure we all know who Abraham Lincoln is. 16th president. (laughs) We we would hope everyone would know 
who Abraham Lincoln is. Uh, but yeah, he was the 16th president of the USA. He was also the president during the Civil War. And that caused a lot of people to not really like him. So to be honest, it doesn't come as a surprise, really, that he was assassinated and died on April 15th, 1865. Um, so he was shot at Ford's Theater the day before. So he was shot April 14th. And he was the first president ever to be assassinated. So, yeah. So he did a lot of cool things for the uh, the country. You know, one of them being like Emancipation Proclamation. Well, 1863. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, getting us through the Civil War, which was a huge as deal. As difficult as that was. Yeah, yeah. for real. Um, but surprisingly, during the time... Uh, when he was alive, he was extremely unpopular and loathed by a lot mm -hmm. of people. And not just the South. We're talking like, you know, North, South, East, West, pretty much everybody yeah. didn't like him. His first term, he had the lowest presidential victory in the U.S. history. I think he still holds the title for that, Could maybe. Be. I think. Could be. Yeah. So Northerners said he went too far with Emancipation Proclamation. And then Southerners, you know, just hated him because he did the Emancipation Proclamation. Sure. yeah. You know, so he just wasn't popular uh, anywhere. And he was seen as coarse and ignorant by a lot of people he worked with because he was born poor and with a bad education. Uh, so that's like a not little... Not true. Not true. As I understand it. Really? No, he was not. He's he was neither coarse nor ignorant. Okay. Uh, as I as I remember what I've read about him, he was extremely intelligent, mm -hmm. a lot of self taught knowledge, um, and was a very sensitive man, bordering on that um, sort of depressive personality. Yeah. Um, very self conscious and and um, self critical at times. Um, so he came across as sort of aloof. Yeah. And therefore, um, I, I think that's and, what I remember you know, reading about him in, well, in biographies. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think, personally, I, I think, you know, people probably just said that about him because, again, he was so unpopular. Sure. And, you know, when you come from a higher place of living, like you've had this great education and you, you know, come from really good families and stuff like that, I feel like sometimes you might tend to look down on people mm -hmm. who didn't have that but are also more powerful. So I think that probably sure. came from, you know, that area. I'm sure, you know, Lincoln seems like he was a really cool guy personally, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but so, yeah, so that's a little bit of background on Lincoln. So we know he was assassinated. And then, uh, <clears throat> sorry, he was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. So Booth was a member of a prominent theatrical family, and he was also a well-known actor. He was known for very physical roles and for being very energetic on stage. So he was the guy who always, you know, was really moving around on stage, doing a lot of stuff, played the big, you know, burly guy. Although I've heard he was pretty short. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason that that resonates. I, yeah, I do think that he was known for his his uh, like fight scenes and physicality yes, and things of that was. nature. He was a, you know, if you will, sort of an action 
actor yeah rather than you know you know a he was more sedentary very drama. yeah he yeah. i think he was very more into the rough and tough side sure, of acting sure. than like the drama mm-hmm. definitely um so he said this is this was really interesting when i found it out i thought ooh, this is cool um he did a lot of different roles throughout his life but he said uh that his most favorite role that he ever played was brutus in hmm. julius caesar <sighs> and Brutus, How about that? for yeah. those of you who need to brush up on your Shakespeare, uh, was the one who inevitably led the assassination yeah. of Caesar. At two Brutus. At two Brutus. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. So he, not only was he an actor, but he was also a very huge Southern sympathizer. Mm-hmm. He was extremely vocal about it. You know, he absolutely hated Lincoln. But interestingly, he did perform for Lincoln and his son at least twice at the Ford Theater, hmm. you know, before everything went down. Yeah. Um, and Lincoln was so impressed by Booth that he asked him to visit the presidential box between acts. Booth declined it. Wow. So it's very... I've never heard that. I know. It's very interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, how yeah. ironic. I know. It's, it's crazy. Mm. History is just crazy like that, I guess. Yeah. Um, not only that, he, during the Civil War, I think towards the end of it, he was a uh, secret agent for the Confederacy. But we'll get into that later. That's mm. just a little tidbit to keep in mind as we continue. Um, so let's talk about the plan for the assassination. So originally or not originally, the plan was to kill Lincoln, uh, the Vice President Andrew Johnson, the Secretary of State Seward, and then General Grant. Now, when uh, the night that Lincoln attended the play, General Grant was supposed to go with him, but supposedly both of their wives were like in an argument and Grant's wife, yeah, they did not get along. And Grant's wife was like, I don't want to go. So they canceled last mm-hmm. minute. So uh, someone else took their ticket and they went to the theater together. Mm. So prior to the assassination, Booth and his co-conspirators met at a board house in Washington to plan the assassination. Um, all of them. Mary Surratt? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I knew I remember that name. Mary Surratt uh, was the owner of the board house. Mm. And she, along with the other co-conspirators, were tried convicted and sentenced to death once they were inevitably captured because of the assassination and she is actually the first female to be sentenced to death and killed in the u.s how about that in that interesting and do i remember correctly that there is some contention whether she was actually involved in the conspiracy and planning so one thing that a lot of historians say is that they're, they kind of go back and forth on it. They're split down the middle. Some people say that the only thing she did was own the board house. Right. They'd say that she wasn't involved in the planning. She just happened to let these guys meet in her board house, didn't know what they were talking about, you know, just was innocent throughout this whole thing. Other people say that she was heavily involved. She was giving them ideas about ways that they could, mm-hmm. you know, accomplish this plan all this stuff um so it's really split down the middle about you know her involvement in all of this which is really interesting i Mm -hmm. think she's a very interesting figure i was i had never heard of her before i started looking into this so i was i was really interested in like 
her as a person. And where was the boarding house? Was it in like Maryland or someplace? I believe so. It was outside the city. It was outside the city. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the, the background for Lincoln Booth and the assassination attempt. Of course, Mm -hmm. real quick, the assassination. So Lincoln went to go see a stage show. It was a comedy, uh, during a moment when everybody was laughing, Booth went up the stairs, uh, shot Lincoln in the back of the head, you know, fought with the, the guy he, who had took Grant's ticket and had come with him, Mm -hmm. uh, jumped actually jumped out of the presidential booth uh landed on the stage broke his ankle yeah, yeah. uh shout what did he shout i'm trying to remember something tyrannous wasn't it i think it was sick simp or it was something that the confederacy yeah, yeah. said it was like their latin phrase or yeah. whatever um shouted that ran you know, off stage, ran backstage to where his horse was, escaped to Maryland, met up with another co-conspirator. They escaped to Virginia, where they uh, ended up in a barn. That's when the U.S. troops inevitably found them, and that's where the co-conspirator surrendered, and Booth was shot and killed by one of the one of the soldiers. Right. So that's like a short little Cliff Notes version. <laughs> There's a lot more that goes into it, and we'll talk about yeah, a little bit deal. of it. Yeah. Um, so for uh, the other assassina- assassination attempts, um, the guy that went to kill Andrew Johnson, he actually went to the hotel Johnson was staying at at the time, uh, went to the bar, got himself so drunk, he backed out of it, and decided that he wouldn't try to attempt to kill the vice yeah. president. Yeah. And then for Seward, um, his his uh, attempted killer murderers actually did go to the house where he stayed with his whole family. They stabbed uh, two guards, his son, his daughter, and him. Wow. Didn't and ended up not killing anybody. They escaped before they could figure out if they had and you know succeeded. Mm. Um, but he he survived his wounds. And then for Grant, I, I think I couldn't find anything about. Yeah, I, I think know. that was just abandoned because he wasn't available. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. So that's well, I had, I had heard that none of the other attempts was successful, mm-hmm. but I I did not know the the details of the Seward story. Yeah. Well, so wow. originally the, the guy that was there to kill him, he was going to shoot him, but his gun jammed as he was fighting off the, the first set of guards mm-hmm. that were there at the door. Mm-hmm. So he switched to, he actually hit one guard on the head with the butt of his gun. And then he switched to knife. And that's when he ended up stabbing like everybody wow. pretty much. Mm. So this guy was a beast, yeah. you know, just going in there and attempting to get the job done. Yeah. But, you know, inevitably failing. So that's pretty much all the background we need for this. It's kind of rushed. I'm sorry. You know, this is one thing that a lot of people, I think, at least should somewhat know about. Sure, yeah. So yeah. I'm not too concerned about it. But the things to remember are Booth was the killer for Lincoln. Uh, the other assassination attempts did not go successfully. They did not happen. Um, Booth escaped to Maryland inevitably got to Virginia uh oh another thing so Seward uh was in charge of bodyguards for the president Mm. and that night 
he assigned one bodyguard that Lincoln did not like at all because this bodyguard would get really drunk at taverns and just Mm. did not do his job correctly. So Lincoln actually requested his favorite bodyguard. Uh, Unfortunately, Seward told him that that specific one was unavailable for that day. So he could not attend the the play with Lincoln. Mm. So he got stuck with the one who got drunk all the time. Him getting drunk all the time, he left the play to go to the tavern across, you know, from the theater. This and, is ringing a bell. I, yeah. I think I've read this somewhere yeah. before. So he left the tavern to <laughs> right. go across, or he left the play to go to the tavern, and that's how Booth got up there so easily is because yeah. no one was there no guarding him. No one was there him. to protect the door. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I so think. what's interesting, and this is a fact we'll get into later, but what's interesting is that the bodyguard that Lincoln requested was not, in fact, busy that day. So he could have, you know, gone to the theater with the president. Why Seward said that he couldn't? We'll get into that. Yeah. So now that we have all of this information, let's get into the conspiracy theories. There's four, like I said. Uh, we'll start with three that are somewhat okay maybe plausible i guess Mm. and then four that's just oh oh boy it's kind (laughs) of off the wall so the first conspiracy theory we're going to talk about is that booth was working for the confederacy now the civil war i think had ended like five days before the assassination i think that's right so it had just finished like which is crazy i you know. I should remember the date, but I can't. But yeah. you're, you're right. It was within days. Yeah. Within days yeah. of, you know, everyone surrendering mm-hmm. and, well, most people surrendering. Right. Um, so on the official, like, papers and everything for the assassination, it says that Booth and his co-conspirators worked alone. You know, that was the official story. Well, conspiracy theorists think that Booth was working for the Confederacy because this war had just ended, so there's a good chance he was still working for them. Their evidence for this is that Booth was a, you know, he was a secret agent for the Confederacy, specifically, you know, Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederacy. Uh, He would get direct orders from Davis for his missions. Hmm. So he was pretty top-tier secret agent booth dude according to the conspiracy or is this this is real this is proof and here's here's my proof uh there's proof i promise so before the civil war ended there had been a plot and this is documented there had been a plot that uh for lincoln to be kidnapped by booth and his fellow co-conspirators this was ordered by jefferson davis before the civil war ended interesting yeah i've never heard that so, um, hey, I have not heard about. Hey, that. there you go. <laughs> so the plan was uh, Lincoln was going to visit uh, a hospital, also incidentally to see a play at the hospital hmm. that day. And uh, the plan was to have Booth kidnap him and hold him for ransom to get uh, captured Confederate soldiers back, you know, from the Union. Sure, sure. So. Um, that plan inevitably failed because Lincoln decided last minute he he wanted to do something else besides going to the hospital. So Booth showed up, no Lincoln. 
So with that plan not working out, conspiracy theorists think that Davis might have signed, um, you know, told, not signed, but told Booth, hey, this didn't work out. You know, we're losing the war. Maybe we should change tactics. Mm. If we kill the president of the United States, maybe the union will be so shocked by what happened they'll back off. Yeah. But if we also kill the vice president and the secre- secretary of state, that's never happened where Chaos. all of them have yeah. died. Chaos. Yeah. So he, a lot of people think it would be interesting to see, you know, a lot of people think Davis was really interested in, in seeing what would happen in the aftermath of the chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, the Confederacy could have a chance to like get a foot, a stronger, you know, uh, arm in the war and just like Mm. you know fight back the union Mm. soldiers get their fellow captured soldiers back all this stuff now one piece of evidence that supports this theory is that two weeks after lincoln's death andrew johnson signed a presidential declaration that the confederacy ordered the assassination so what are your thoughts on that um i'm I have to say I would be surprised if that was Jefferson Davis's um, plan. And I could be wrong, but I feel like that even in the midst of of a war as brutal and devastating as the Civil War, there were some... Uh, there, they always attempted to maintain positions of honor. Yeah. In leadership. Right. Um, so I would be surprised if one president were to sanction and order the murder of another president. Plus vice president. Plus vice and president. Secretary of, Secretary of State. And uh, what was he? A four-star general. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Grant. Um, so just... On that level, I would be surprised if mm-hmm. that was accurate. But, you know, I, I'm not a Jefferson Davis historian <laughs> by any stretch. Yeah. And maybe he was he was that type of ruthless rascal, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and it, that wouldn't be above, you know, something that he would plan to do. Maybe, yeah. Um, I know it was des- desperate times, desperate measures. Mm-hmm. The South was uh, in in real dire straits at that point. Um, and maybe, you know, that was a, a pretty significant last ditch effort. Yeah. Um, but, but a devastating one to say the least. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, my, my inclination would be to say that I don't really believe it, but I wouldn't be surprised if, Mm -hmm. if there was some truth to it. Yeah. Also, I guess. Well, during the, uh, trial of the co-conspirators the prosecutors brought in witnesses who claimed that they knew that davis was involved i can't Mm. remember if it was they saw davis talking about it or they seen papers referring to it but they claimed that yeah davis was the one that ordered the hit on lincoln unfortunately that was the only evidence that the prosecutors mm-hmm. had brought. So there was no concrete evidence brought forth in the trial that Davis had said or signed anything. Sure. You know, 
wanting Lincoln's death. And I would yeah. imagine if something like that were true, there would not be a paper trail, if well, you will. Well, no. You would think that maybe, maybe somebody could have taken care of it. Mm-hmm. So here's part two to this theory. Okay. Booth and Davis were both part of this secret society called the Knights of the Golden Circle. And their goal was to uphold the Southern vision of, you know, prosperity, peace, slavery, all the big ones. Maybe a precursor to the Klan? Maybe a precursor to the Klan. This, unfortunately, we don't know a lot about the society because, again, it is a secret society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And those, you don't tend to know a lot about. Society of the Golden Circle? Knights of the Golden Circle. Knights of the Golden Circle. They're Hmm. not around anymore. They were a Civil War type deal. Um, but the members not only included, you know, Booth and Davis, but also all of the co-conspirators. Hmm. So interesting, interesting. At the very least, that's where they all met. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and shared their their uh, hatred, maybe for the president mm-hmm. and for the U.S. government. So. Mm-hmm. so some people think that maybe not Davis did it, but maybe the Knights of the Golden Circles mm-hmm. definitely had something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, another part of this theory is that is why Booth was chosen, you know, to be the assassin. He, like we said, was a really well-known actor, mm-hmm. which is surprising. You know, you would think you're, you wouldn't you want your assassin to be very well-known. Well you known. wouldn't want sure. them to recognize his face. Right. But Booth was really well-known. People really liked him. He just had that kind of personality where he was, you know... Just very vocal, and a lot of people really vibed with him. Mm-hmm. And he could walk among those high-class circles because he was so well-known and everybody loved him. Right. So with that in mind, he would definitely be like the perfect assassin for either Davis or the Knights of the Golden Circle to choose to kill the president, mm-hmm. I think. Not to mention, like we said, he was really you know a rough-and-tough kind of actor, probably very... You know, he could do his own stunts mm-hmm. kind of deal. <laughs> um, you could at the very least trust him to be able to handle the the getaway. Exactly. If you, will. you know, exactly. jump on a horse and ride like crazy right. and get away. With a broken ankle. Gosh, that's crazy. And I would suspect once they determined where the where the location would be, mm-hmm. it was advantageous for him because he could be backstage, he could be back you know, behind the scenes exactly. without drawing any special interest because he's an actor. He's, mm-hmm. he's there a lot. So mm-hmm. um, he could move about the building, so to speak, without drawing any real attention. Right. So Booth was, you know, the guy to pick to do this kind of assassination because he was well known. People really liked him. He could kind of talk his way out of a situation. And it was in his house, so to speak. You know, right. And he, like I said, he had performed at the Ford Theater numerous times, so he knew pretty much any way to get in and out of the building mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. You know, walk around it and stuff. Another thing that is interesting about this theory is that, and this is again uh, confirmed, you know, um, by papers and such. So. April 1st, 1865, two weeks before the assassination, uh, Thomas Harney, who's a name you, you probably have never heard before, because I haven't, he was a, a Confederate soldier who was really familiar with explosives. And he got direct orders from Davis to blow up the White House 
with all of the nation's leaders inside. Wow. Yeah. So my opinion of Davis is probably dead on. <laughs> if that's documented, then, mm-hmm. then he was fairly ruthless. Yeah. At least in the end, mm-hmm. he was he was ruthless. Fairly ruthless. Wow. Um, so for some reason, something happened where this plan ended up not, you know, obviously not working out. I think I remember hearing Harney again i think he chickened out at the last second and decided not to do something like that because obviously that would you know be horrible because what if things go wrong what if it actually happens now he's got all this you know on him so yeah so let's see oh right here yeah so he he uh the union got wind of it when he was like you know, kind of thinking, you know, second regrets. And he was captured, which was why, you know, inevitably it didn't work out. There it is in my notes. I just found it. Uh, Interestingly, though, Booth was also aware of this plot. And he, you know, he offered his help at one point, but was inevitably denied. And then Mm. here we are. He's chosen for this fun little thing. (laughs) So I, I think that's our first conspiracy theory. And I think I have to agree. I... Even if Davis was getting kind of ruthless towards the end of it, I'm not 100% sure he would say, okay, that's it. Let's just kill everybody. Let's kill the president. Let's kill secretary of state. Let's kill, you know, vice president. Let's just do it, you know? And like, I think, I think this theory is definitely interesting, but I think it would benefit from a lot more evidence than just I heard him or Mm -hmm. I saw, you know? Yeah. Now, if that evidence is out there, I don't know. It would make so much more sense if U.S. Grant was that target. Yes. Or, or one of the military leadership. Even though, from what I remember, Abraham Lincoln was very actively involved in in um, in the plans and strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he Lincoln was the one that said Vicksburg was the key, and that's why the Vicksburg siege was so important. Right. Um, I would... I would. I think it would be much more feasible to, to see maybe an assassination attempt against somebody like U.S. Grant. Yes. Than, um, than the sitting president. That just that seems, not too far fetched. Mm-hmm. Especially considering the fact that that uh, Davis did order a, an attack on the White House itself. But um, seems just a little far fetched yeah. for me. It's a little bit kind of like if you in your head, you're like, yeah, I could see this happening. Yeah. But also there's something that's like, Ooh, but I also can't see this happening. Yeah. Uh, t- I guess the rules of war, if you will. Yeah. From, from 19th century, it would surprise me. It seems like it would go against the rules of war mm-hmm. yeah. that, at that time. It's interesting that you bring up the rules of war, because now we're going on to theory number two, which involves the secretary of war, Stanton. Mm-hmm. So... A little bit of background on Stanton. Um, he was an interesting character, to say the least. Um, from the very first time he was appointed as Secretary of War, he was extremely power hungry. And he did not care what happened to people around him as long as he got what he wanted. Hmm. Um, so he pushed for new laws to expand his power and he violated habeas corpus, which is in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So um, he would, for example, he would arrest reporters and writers who criticized Lincoln without any, you know, other 
documentation of crime. Mm-hmm. Just like you said something bad, so you're arrested. Imagine that happening today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and he was very vocal about wanting to really punish Southerners for the Civil War. He was, I think he was a main, the main voice behind uh, Reconstruction, except for he wanted to make it complete punishment, Perm- yeah, permanent. permanent destruction yeah. of the South. He, yeah. His opinion of the South was that every single person, woman, child, man, whether you had fought in the war, whether you supported the war, you know, whether you didn't support the war, you were scum and you deserve to be treated like scum hmm. and you were a traitor to the union and you deserve to be treated like a traitor of the union. Hmm. So that was his opinion. Right. So no di- no diplomacy in his no. in his mentality no. it sounds like. Uh so he would often bend the law to meet a lot of his needs. Obviously, he hmm. was not afraid of breaking a few laws to quote unquote, you know, protect those same laws right. in a way so interestingly he and lincoln did not see eye to eye on a lot of things and there was some contention between them where they were just like you know we want the same things but also at the same time mm-hmm. we don't because your methods are insane stanton so the theory here the second one is that stanton was the one who hired booth to do the assassination oh yes assassinated by his own secretary of of war oh yeah wow so um i was actually wrong before i'm looking at my notes right now it was not seward who had the guards with lincoln it was stanton who was in charge of the guards that's my mistake so stanton was the one who assigned guards and he was the one who assigned the drunk guard to lincoln that night and would not let him have his usual his good one which feeds the conspiracy yes exactly was stanton the secretary of war Throughout the entire Civil War? Yes, he was. He was Secretary of War from, I think, the the start of Lincoln's second term into uh, Andrew Johnson's... First term. Start of Lincoln's first term. First term, yes. Right. So the start of Lincoln's first term right. into Andrew Johnson's presidency by only like a few months, if that. He was fired shortly yeah, after, Johnson I believe. Johnson probably replaced him yeah. because of his... Johnson because of his approach not a yeah. fan um hmm. so that night um like we said lincoln was left unguarded by the bodyguard that stanton um you know assigned to him mm-hmm. interestingly some people theorize that he and this is where it kind of gets weird where, you know, Grant was also one of the chosen ones to be assassinated. But uh, supposedly he also told Grant to skip the theater that night because they, they were buddies. And so he said, hey, it might not be a good idea if you go to the theater tonight. You know, I think just stay mm-hmm. at home, make some hot cocoa, <laughs> you know, watch the, US the fire <laughs> having hot go-go of course <laughs> absolutely so people think he was kind of the mastermind behold behind this whole like leave lincoln completely unprotected during yeah. the assassination because mm-hmm. grant's not there the bodyguard's not there you know you've got booth who's short stocky ready to fight anybody yeah. You know, what do you think? Yeah, there's some legs to that theory, especially if if he was I, I, that. That's before Secret Service. Mm-hmm. So, well, the Secret Service was started during 
I think that year is when okay. they were started. Yeah, maybe so in response to early. Lincoln's assassination? Uh, I think they were in charge of, I, I believe they were in charge of like fraud in the mail or something like okay. that. Something, something and not. And then over time. Yeah, it, they became, okay. yeah. But be that as it may, if Stanton is in charge of Lincoln's protection and he did something to significantly weaken his protection, you said you were going to say where Lincoln's favorite uh, security person was reassigned. Well, he was not reassigned. He was at home. Okay. He had never gotten word that the president requested him. And Stanton just said that he, he was wasn't busy. available. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's got some legs mm-hmm. to that theory. So here's some more legs to add to this theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the night that the assassination happened, Booth obviously, you know, needed to get out of D.C. quickly to mm-hmm. so get to Maryland. So he rode his horse all the way to Maryland, like we said. Um, keep that in mind as we go forward. So on the night of the assassination, after he had gotten word that the president had been shot, Stanton proclaimed right out that he was completely in charge of everything that happened from this moment forward. So not vice president, not secretary of state, Stanton. He was the one. Mm. So that kind of makes you think maybe he thought that the other attempts were successful because he had only gotten word mm. about Lincoln, nothing about you know yeah. Johnson and Seward. So not only that, but he also ordered that all the roads coming in and out of D.C. be shut down completely. Interestingly... All of the roads and bridges were shut down except for the one going to Maryland. Hmm. Now, people who critique this theory say it's because, well, you know, um, you didn't have telephones back then. You know, word didn't get out before. Exactly. The bridge was, you know, further away than other roads. Mm -hmm. So it would take a while to get that news to the people in charge of that specific bridge. But it is very interesting that that's the one bridge that was not shut down immediately Mm -hmm. following the assassination. Um, Another interesting thing is that he did not identify Booth until after all the newspapers that day had been printed saying that the president was assassinated. He knew that Booth was the, you know, killer. Everyone at the theater knew who Booth was. When he asked for witnesses to come forward, you know, an hour or two after the assassination, Mm -hmm. they came forward and they said it was John Wilkes Booth. We saw him. We recognize him. He made a big proclamation on the stage. Mm -hmm. And then he ran off with a broken leg. So he knew about Booth and he knew that he was there and he knew that the one he was who killed Lincoln, but he did not tell the newspapers or reporters anything about who it was until 30 minutes after they had printed everything. Hmm. So in that interesting, it is, Mm -hmm. I think the first, first thing that you brought up they're playing the devil's advocate there. I mean, Technically, they were still at war. Yes. And an assassination, even an assassination attempt of mm-hmm. a sitting president would, I would imagine, would be considered a war crime. Yes. So it would make some sense that the Secretary of War might be in charge of that investigation and in charge of all the actions surrounding it. Yeah. So that makes a little bit of sense. But if communications can't be the reason why that the road to Maryland was closed off, then Mm -hmm. that's, 
um, or wasn't closed off, then that obviously adds some credence. Mm-hmm. And then if he sort of um, protected Booth in the public eye, then there, there, that adds some credence as well because you would assume he was protecting Booth so that Booth had a better chance of escaping mm-hmm. um, and not being captured by being recognized or by, you know, being identified in, in the public. Exactly. You know, in the public eye, and so to speak. for our friends out there who are not 100% sure about this, you know, story mm. historically, uh, Booth was not captured or killed immediately, you know, the same day. It, mm. it took several days, I think maybe a, at least a week for him to be found and killed. I don't remember how long it was. But he it was, was, it was several yeah, days. Yeah, he was, he was, um. He was holed up trying to convalesce for it from his leg injury, if I remember yes. correctly. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll, we'll talk about that right now, actually. So uh, Stanton said, okay, if you guys see him, just capture him. Don't kill him. Don't let him kill himself. We want him to question him about mm-hmm. who was you know, responsible for this, if it was just him or if it he was ordered standard. to do it. That would make sense. Right. So... Um, when they did find Booth, uh, a soldier named Carbet, I think that's, I can't read my handwriting. I think it's Car- Cabot or Carbet, uh, shot him. And he claimed that he shot him under fear because Booth was raising his gun to shoot him, which is okay, understandable. However, during the trial of the co conspirators, the farmer and his son um, of the barn where Booth was hiding, claimed that Booth had never raised his gun at all. Hmm. You know, was just sort of standing there when, I'm going to say Cabot, Cabot came up behind him and shot him in the back of the head. Oh, wow. So some people think that maybe he had gotten special orders from Secretary of War Stanton Mm -hmm. to eliminate Booth before he could be captured and testify against him specifically. Yeah. yeah. Now, another interesting thing is that there was a diary found on Booth where he had dates about, you know, his meetings and things like that, which is where a lot of information about the assassination comes from. However, 18 pages of the diary are missing Hmm. to this day. So uh, people who initially got the diary said there was no damage to it. Um, it was fine. It was perfect. But on a later reexamination, it appeared that 18 pages had been ripped out. So wow. that's another interesting tidbit mm-hmm. to think about. Um, so what do we think now that we know all of that? That's not knowing anything about the Secretary of War. Um, just taking all that at face value. There, there's some validity to mm-hmm. that, but. Mm-hmm. He would have, he would have had, I mean, maybe he felt like um, Lincoln's plan for, you know, the, the reconstruction of the Union, if you will, was a bad one. And, and I don't know, that, mm-hmm. that would be some gross um, undermining of, of the entire government yeah. for the Secretary of War to actively participate in the assassination of the president absolutely yeah that's some serious stuff for sure um it's that would be a tough theory to swallow Mm -hmm. but it sounds like there's some 
credibility mm-hmm. to it, nonetheless. One more thing is that some people think in order to eliminate the rest of the co-conspirators, Stanton ordered a military tribunal instead of a public jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what happened. Yeah, they, there was a military tribunal, and it was them that sentenced all of the co-conspirators to death, even though they had not, you know, succeeded in killing the rest of their targets. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another thing, instance of Stanton maybe cleaning up after himself, making sure, sure no one else knew about the plot. So I, I think I have to agree. I think, honestly, out of all of these theories, just based on the research that I did on this guy... You know, it sounds like he would be the kind of person who, if he was going to do something like this, he would mm. absolutely do something mm. like this, yeah. you know? Just that kind of guy. Not to speak ill of the dead. But no, no, no. I don't want his ghost after me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Yeah. So how is Stanton spelled? It's uh, S-T-A-N-T-O-N. Okay. Stanton. The only reason I ask is we stayed in Staunton, uh-huh. Virginia. Right. On our way up to New York. Yeah. I was wondering if just by chance it had something to do with him. Wouldn't so, it be interesting if it did? But that's S-T-A-U-N-T-E-O-N. Yeah. Okay. One, our, our third, second to last theory is kind of a quick one. It basically highlights all the uh, all the ones we've talked about already, except mm-hmm. for it involves the vice president. Huh. Okay. So some context about our dear friend, Andrew Johnson. Yeah. So when Lincoln was running for his second term, he was really unpopular with everybody at this point because the Civil War was happening. Northerners didn't like him. Southerners didn't like him. You know, he was part of the Republican Party, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so at the time, Republicans were very prominent in the North. Democrats were very prominent in the South sounds crazy when you think about it now but Mm -hmm. that's how it was back then yeah so andrew johnson was actually a southern democrat from tennessee he was a former slave owner as well but by you know saying that he was going to be vice president if he won lincoln effectively brought parties together and that's Mm -hmm. how he got the win Hmm. for the presidency well obviously um, no one in the South was voting for president. No. They had all seceded. So somehow Johnson had... Well, he was against secession. Con- but he had somehow connected or, or, or... He wouldn't have still been in Tennessee because that was a... Right. That was a Southern state at that point. So right. So he, he had obviously reestablished himself in Northern states. Mm-hmm. And uh, was... I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember. Was he... Was he the vice president in Lincoln's first term? He was not. He was not. He was second term only. Okay. So he was actually a senator during Lincoln's first term, and he was the one who stopped the Emancipation Proclamation from happening in Tennessee until after the Civil War. So he was a real, he, that was a win for him against Lincoln. So it's interesting that Lincoln picked him, I think. Um, But like I said, he opposed secession but on every single other thing he disagreed with lincoln Mm. and people said that after they won oh this is an interesting thing i heard uh during lincoln's uh swearing in ceremony johnson was extremely drunk Mm. like making a fool of himself and Mm. lincoln even said he made a fool of the presidency as well so there was not a lot of respect and friendship and you know kindness going on between them it was just staunchly like 
literally it was just political. Yeah. There was nothing else involved. Yeah. Uh, Johnson thought that being the vice president would give him a leg up, thought he would get some more power. However, Lincoln pretty much shut down every single idea or, you know, anything that he suggested. Sure. So, and of course, they only served, what, four months before Lincoln, no, three months yeah. before Lincoln was assassinated. So. Exactly. So the theory here is that uh, Johnson had Lincoln assassinated so that he could inherit the presidency. Sure. It's pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this, what makes it different from the others, um, is that the others didn't, you know, besides Booth working for the Confederacy, like, sure, that's a big connection. Uh, Stanton had no connection to Booth, practically. Interestingly, the day that Lincoln was assassinated and the day that the vice president was at a hotel he was at, Booth came to that hotel and he left a note for the vice president saying, don't wish to disturb you. Are you at home? John Wilkes Booth. Hmm. So it's very interesting that he would do something like this Mm -hmm. the day of the assassination now you could argue that it was him trying to see if the vice president was there Mm -hmm. so he could you know be assassinated as well with no instructions how to get back in touch with him exactly Hmm. now some have argued that the note might have been meant for someone else it might have been meant for someone connected to the vice president who Mm -hmm. received his mail and looked through it before he got it Mm mm-hmm and it was like a note to them being like, hey, like, leave before this yeah. is going to go down tonight. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it's very interesting evidence that and it's recorded evidence that it happened as well. Hmm. So it's very interesting to me that this happened on this specific day. Yeah, it's it's hard to think that it didn't play some role in the plans. Mm-hmm. But what role that was. You, you just can't be sure. Exactly. And besides this, we don't know of any other connection between the two, so it mm. kind of makes it kind of like, ooh. However, Mary Todd Lincoln, uh, Abraham Lincoln's widow, was absolutely convinced for the rest of her life that Andrew Johnson was the one who orchestrated the whole thing. Hmm. She claimed, you know, that he was the one it, who... It wasn't Booth acting alone. It was Power him hungry, that doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, but yeah. members of Congress were also very suspicious and verbally accused him on many occasions of being, you know, the one behind the assassination. Wow. So an investigation was launched into him to see if, you know, any of that was correct. Uh, there was no evidence beyond the card that was found that he was the one um, who had orchestrated it. Sure. What's interesting, though, if we remember, is that there was no attempt made on his life, even though a co-conspirator said he was going to go after him. He ended up chickening out and yeah. not going after him. So some people think that that was a ploy to deflect suspicion mm-hmm. from him. So what do we think? I just don't know a great deal about him, mm-hmm. so... I'm reluctant to say, well, it sounds like something he could do. Yeah. Because I have no idea if it was something he could do. I don't know how ruthless or or uh, power hungry he was. But, I mean, there it makes some sense because of his direct um, ascension to the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he had some ulterior desire for 
the dynamics of of the the country as it came back together. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe greater power for Tennessee or the South or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Maybe this was his step to attempt that orchestration. Well, it's interesting though. Um, he and Lincoln had a lot of similar ideas when it came to Reconstruction. Mm. So. So he wouldn't necessarily have done it because he just totally disagreed with Lincoln's approach to right. I don't think he would have. Yeah, which makes this even more interesting. Yeah, so it would be almost exclusively just a power move, power Mm -hmm. hungriness. Yeah. So those are our uh, three theories about the death, and Mm -hmm. then we've got one more fun one that I wanted to. Don't tell me aliens. Oh no, (laughs) not this episode. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, an alien spacecraft was oh, spotted God. above the Ford Theater. No, this one's this one's somehow even weirder. Okay, I promise. Or ghosts. Uh, um. So, out of these three theories, which one do you think would be the most? You know, which one do you think it could be? I, um, I just don't know. They seem to all have some uh, some validity, but mm-hmm. yet I just I find it extremely hard to believe that any of those men in power would do something like that. Mm. That was so, that would be so anachronistic. Mm-hmm. Unless and, they were lizard people. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, just, you have, unless I have a total misconception about, you know, uh, the time period yeah. and, and the way people handle themselves both in war and in politics. Mm-hmm. Um I would just, I mean, all three of those center around very powerful individuals. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know. If I had to pick one of the three, I guess I would probably pick the first one. Mm -hmm. Sort of as a last-ditch effort. Yeah. And, of course, you know, the the surrender was only days before Mm -hmm. the assassination. So maybe this was a last-ditch effort plan. And, you know, Davis is on the run, and so he cannot get word to the assassination party to, hey. Stop. You know. Yeah. Plans are canceled. Yeah. Put an end to this whole plan. We should. So Booth continued it. Right. You know, to, to its conclusion. We should know, know, though, I just thought of this. I hadn't thought of this before. But for that specific theory, the Civil War had not technically ended. No. Um, the treaty had not been signed. They had just Correct. surrendered. So. In a lot of other places, the war was continuing. So That's if right. you were to think like, okay, the war's continuing, even though we've surrendered, all the big people have surrendered, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if the president was killed, it would reignite the war even more. And that would give the South a chance to, sure. you know, try yeah. again. I don't know. That's just something I just thought of. Um, yeah. I think I think I would have to agree. I think if you're going to choose one of those three, I think you would, you know, the first one definitely because this at this point the south was just so desperate mm-hmm. they were backs against the wall literally nothing else yeah. to save themselves so i mean i bet their thought would have been like go big or go home let's yeah. do it and and at the root of it it would be a crime of war yeah mm-hmm. rather than um someone from within you know yeah. who just disagreed with the president and his leadership and his direction for the country exactly or or maybe was hungry for his you know his office Mm -hmm. Um, i guess it's a little bit more believable that there would be a crime of war Mm -hmm. instead so 
you hate to think that about anybody, um, especially somebody you know who's from our home state, or at least yeah. had a home in our home state, Jeff Davis. But um, I guess nothing is out of bounds in war. Yeah. I guess I don't know. That's true. So our last theory, our fun theory. Okay. This is going to be a short one, I promise. So this theory is about Booth himself. And the theory is that he faked his own death, escaped out of the barn, got a brand new life as a fisherman, <laughs> and just lived the rest of his days. Now, this comes from a guy who claimed that he was a friend of Booth after this whole thing had gone down sure. and he got an identity. Um, and he, his evidence that Booth had not been killed in Virginia was that he had Booth's mummy with him. Oh my. And he was, he was taking him around the country and showing him off. Sure. To everybody that would want to come see the mummy of John Wilkes Booth. Hmm. Isn't that funny? Yeah. How long was Booth supposed to have lived? So this guy uh, started showing around, showing the mummy around in the early 1900s. Okay. So he probably would have been a really so old So another 35. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, of course, people were like, this is so weird. Yeah. Like, why? What? So some people suggested that the body be examined. And the friend was like, absolutely. Let's get it done. I'll prove to you that it's mm. Booth. Interestingly... The body of the mummy had a lot of the same issues Booth had shown throughout his life. For instance, one of Booth's legs was a little bit shorter than the other. The mummies, exactly. The mummies was a little bit shorter. Well, no, I guess it would have been before the break. Right. But the mummies had the same issue. It was a little bit shorter than the other. There was a bunch of other similar body issues that Booth had had due to acting accidents mm-hmm. and you know stage fighting issues i think I, his nose had been broken really badly at one point so it had left like a crook in it mm-hmm. uh the mummy's nose was in a similar state so it was an actual mummy yes it was not a fake mummy. it was a real mummy okay so mm-hmm. i just find it <laughs> when i heard this i started laughing because i just find it really funny that this guy either it was actually John Wilkes Booth's body, which we still don't know. They they attempted to do a DNA test back, you know, then. Obviously, they weren't very reliable back then. Yeah, I was going to say, they wouldn't have had a DNA that, at that point in time. It would have only been in the last 10 or 15 years that they well, were they, able to do Well, they DNA. did their version of a DNA okay. test, basically, huh. uh, which I'm not sure what that entails, but the source said <laughs> yeah. they did that. Okay. However, Booth's descendants have offered samples of their DNA to be tested against the mummy, which is still around today. You can still go see Booth's mummy, supposedly. Um, but what I found so interesting is that this guy was friends with Booth, and Booth decided, even though he's high... First of all, he's a famous actor, so I'm not sure how he would get away with sure. disappearing. Uh, so that that makes this theory kind of... Whoop. But um, I really find it funny that this guy who was friends with Booth or claimed to be and like knew him really well and Booth liked him so much that he actually said, like, hey, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> guess oh, who? by the way. <laughs> yeah. Here's how I did it, and guess who I am? <laughs> That he would mummify the body yeah. and just be like, okay, Booth, let's go. Let's mm-hmm. go around the U.S. Let's check it out. 
Um, Sounds like he had to create a, a really good backstory. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that people might believe the mummy he had in the wagon, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that's the case, then whose body was it that was recovered in the barn? Exactly. I don't know. Who knows? Because, it, I mean, he was recovered. Yeah. Absolutely. Did they set fire to the barn or something? There was, or maybe he set fire to the I barn? I think he set or... fire to it and then he was shot. He was shot. And that's how... Yeah. Maybe... Okay. If we're thinking this theory is real, maybe yeah. he set fire to it and there was somebody else there who right. got burned enough to where it was hard to recognize, sure. but they just assumed it was sure. Booth. I don't know. I don't... What is it about... <laughs> you know, this, this reminds me of so many other... He lived forever... Uh-huh. conspiracies uh-huh. i mean they they talk elvis. about elvis they talk about um <laughs> billy the kid uh-huh. living year i mean decades and mm-hmm. decades and decades mm-hmm. it's just that's such a, a common conspiracy that well, someone escaped their death uh-huh. to to live you know years and years and, and here's years, what so. the friend said that the cause of death the whole reason booth was a mummy now he said that he was so overcome with his sins and his guilt for mm. killing the president that he committed suicide really that was his he was like yeah this is 35 what happened. years later mm-hmm. or more yeah, or more huh. so that was That's uh wild. yeah <laughs> but i have to i honestly have to admit i'm not surprised that there's a story out there that oh. he, that he escaped Mm-mm, and no. faked his own death because I mean, that's such a popular conspiracy absolutely in so many different stories i mean and, pretty much and every once in a blue moon it happens yeah it, pretty it much actually happens. every conspiracy theory i can think of at least historically yeah. speaking there's at least one person who escapes death and sure. lives forever and ever and ever isn't that funny it's just very interesting yeah elvis uh, sold me meat at the Kroger the other day. Wow, that's so, so interesting. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. So that's pretty much everything we need to talk about. Well, that was fascinating. Yeah, I thought you'd find it interesting. Yeah, I, I do. I think my my general joy of conspiracy theories and things of that nature did come from the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the first one that was so... Well, I mean, it, it, it is an industry in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And while I don't know that, that it is any of those theories that, you know, that we hear about, you know, so, so often, I do think that there is secrecy surrounding that oh, yeah. assassination mm-hmm. that sort of breeds conspiracy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we, we may not, it may not the the assassination as we understand it may not be untrue mm-hmm. but i i fully believe that we don't know every oh yeah for sure i think that's just with and so it's yeah. no surprise that there are the same sort of things about lincoln and, mm-hmm. and others you know um, martin luther king and his assassination and mm-hmm. bobby kennedy and his assassination there's unfortunately we have so many in the la- in the most recent history mm-hmm. that conspiracy theorists have a lot of things it. to yeah to consume and to like you said latch on to so mm-hmm. i'm not surprised that that's trickled back into into lincoln's assassination oh, yeah. too and i'm sure you know if you dig deep enough you mentioned caesar earlier i'm sure that there are <laughs> you know there are conspiracies about <laughs> oh, that too. yeah for sure um you know why why waste a good historical story mm-hmm. you know without 
attaching a conspiracy to it. Could Shakespeare's play be considered a conspiracy uh, theory? Probably. Ooh, interesting. It, it's what it probably is is his version of what happened, mm-hmm. which is really all that a conspiracy really is. There you go. When you drill down, is somebody's interpretation of of what really happened. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dad, for joining me on this episode. I'm proud of you, sweetheart. This is a lot of fun to do. (laughs) Thank you. So if you guys want to stay up to date with Hey, Have You Heard About? You can check out the official Twitter. Uh, That's H-H-Y-H-A podcast. Again, that's H-H-Y-H-A podcast. There you'll find updates on episodes, clues for, you know, what we're going to be talking about that month and just, you know, basically everything else, polls, questions, what have you. Um, Also, again, check out the shirts at teespring.com slash hey, have you heard about? They're great shirts. They're great. They're really cool. I love mine. (laughs) Wear it all the time. There's not just logo shirts, but there's also really cute design shirts. You know, all of this cute stuff. There's like a little alien. Shout out to Dylan. Yeah, shout out to Dylan. (laughs) This is the second time he's gotten a shout out. Yeah. Dylan, you're coming back the 11th episode, buddy. We got to do it. Um, And... It's going to be updated pretty regularly at the store. And again, all proceeds will go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Which, by the way, I follow on Twitter. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm assuming you do as well. I do, but I yeah. encourage everybody to do it. They put out, um, when there are, unfortunately, situations where children go missing. Yes. They put out alerts, um, easy to share, and I encourage everybody to follow them. And when these alerts do occur, to share them immediately so the word can go yeah. around the country that, that um, so that we can be on the lookout for these missing children. Yeah. It's, it's, um, these folks do some amazing things, and I'm really proud that you support them in this way. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody to go out and buy a shirt because they're <laughs> great shirts, but also know that you're doing something really um, uh, make It's a real blessing to support this organization. Yeah, they're really great over there. I love them. All right. I think that is everything. Um, Next week, we'll be getting back to our true crime selves. This was a fun little uh, delve into conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory, though. We will get back to this. Um, But again, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. Leave a good review because those really do help. Um, you know, if you have any critiques or anything you want to say, reach out to me. I'm always open to, you know, hearing what people think. All right. I think that's it. So once again, thank you. And we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.